0: I was still a kid.
1: Childish, childish. This all freaks me out a
0: bit. Childish. Hey, after you drop
2: off the kids or put them to bed, turn on Childish with real life friends and
0: podcasting virtuosos Greg
2: Fitzsimmons and Allison Rosen. Laugh about the struggles and joys of parenthood.
0: Grow closer to your children.
2: Learn something useful or not. Maybe feel less alone. And maybe even put the spark back into your love life. Childish is for people who are parents or had parents. If you had no parents, maybe check out WTF with Mark Maron.
0: Subscribe to Childish. New episodes coming soon wherever you listen to podcasts. Childish, oh shit. Last time I checked, I was still a kid. Childish, childish. This all freaks me out a bit. Childish, oh shit. How can I parent when I'm still a kid? Childish, oh shit. Who the hell is this? LLC. Hey everyone, hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Alice and Rosen is your new best friend. I am sitting here with Rachel O'Brien. Comedian, actress, host of "Be Here for a While" podcast, and also the "Screwed Up Stories" podcast, and she also sometimes appears on Vanderpump Rules.
1: Now, I need a to. Background character.
0: <laughs> yes, I need to know the status of you and Vanderpump Rules currently, and all of that stuff, and we will get into all of that. But first, hello and welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, just going to start right in with the gal chat. Yeah. Your eyeliner is perfect. You have perfect winged eyeliner. Thank you. What do you use? It's a little
1: heavy for a day, but I've just... It's, it's me now. And is it I'm your gonna, thing? I think I feel weird without it now. And I'm mm. also missing half my eyelashes on this side. So if I'm not wearing eyeliner, then you just really notice that right now.
0: I see. Yeah. So, uh because I know this is what the listeners and producer Tony, hello. Hello. I know, Tony, you're dying to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rachel, what... And
1: because this is such a visual medium, this are going to know. Exactly.
0: <laughs> that I would be remiss if I didn't ask what, uh, what kind of eyeliner you use. I
1: use liquid. Uh, it's usually like the Kat Von D one or the Tarte one in brown. Mm. Mm. I've
0: heard good things about this Kat Von D one, but yeah. then I've also... A lot of people have an ethical issue with her.
1: Why? What'd she do? <sighs>
0: Well, did she, did she I don't Did she steal exactly. Sandy's
1: husband? Oh, no. Or she just dated him later.
0: Je- Jesse James? Yeah. It's is weird that his that we, name? It's
1: weird that we know that. And that's been yeah, a long but time.
0: Yeah, it has been. And also, doesn't he have... I think there's like vague potential Nazi-ish stuff around them. I
1: think so, yeah. And oh, maybe that- it's not
0: cruelty-free. I don't know. Exactly, or no, maybe...
1: Oh, so it's a Nazi thing. That's, I think it's... Involved
0: in I think, I don't know if she is though. I feel mm. bad that I besmirched the uh, yeah, I mean, the now good it's name, out there. <laughs> Kat Von D. I'm sorry. Unless I'm not, I just don't know.
1: We don't know, Tony, but it's okay. It's out there now.
0: Do you have the gal chat drop? Because I like to uh, let people know that I'm aware that this is real gal chat. Oh, you mean this? Gal That's the one. All right.
1: I want sound effects on my podcast. They're so fun.
0: Thank you, Rachel. I was just listening to uh, a recent episode of Be Here for a While. And you were talking about having sent an email that was very embarrassing. You felt it was very embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I hadn't gotten to the... I know that you were cringing as you were recounting it, but I hadn't mm-hmm. gotten to the part yet where like it really was really super cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. Like in the part I was listening to, I felt like you're being too hard on yourself. Can you please regale us?
1: If, I mean, if you listen to the thing, you'll. and maybe I'm over-exaggerating, but I don't yeah uh i went into a deep dive to get in touch with keanu reeves and um i don't know why i just just decided he was gonna do my podcast i was shooting for the stars and i was like you know this could probably benefit him too you know (laughs) right (laughs) he's having a lull right now in his career (laughs) like i help him out he helps me um and so i like couldn't find any contact info for him and then i found his why his lawyer i found his lawyer and emailed her just this really like creepy almost boastful email about like these are some of the people that have done my podcast i think it'd be great for keanu and uh yeah it's kind of just the way we describe it though because it's because i so casually told my friend Mm -hmm. and then she was like what (laughs) <laughs> and she, And i was like yeah i emailed keanu and she was like keanu? keanu and i'm like yeah and she's like oh you did how'd that go and then i started to tell her about it and she's like this is embarrassing and just the way the email reads is just like sounds like i'm writing like a war letter in like in like with like an english accent it was like, I very hope this email form. finds you well it was
0: very formal i don't know it should have been handwritten
1: it's not my <laughs> first time i've done this so.
0: <laughs> but what was the specific line about like i'm i'm most hopeful that it reaches keanu or something yeah, what was it
1: I think so it see it's embarrassing now i think it was yeah i think it was like i hope this email finds you well something i don't know I, well, yes probably it's i'm most hopeful it will reach keanu <laughs> and not keanu reeves or mr reeves just keanu right cash i wonder and, if there are any other keanu's though mm, i don't know it's pretty i've never heard another one right is it a so hawaiian I- name I, just I think up. so.
0: And I think it means something like cool breeze from the mountains or from the ocean. And I know that oh, from reading impressive. teen magazines okay. as a kid. Got it. Because teen magazines would never say the name Keanu without in parentheses. Mm-hmm. It means and then the definition. But did you the ever brands.
1: act on those magazines and send them a letter? Probably not because you're not creepy. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think I wanted to. Yeah. But
0: not Keanu, though. But I think- you had
1: some social skills that were like, don't do this.
0: But see, I think you're being too hard on yourself. I don't know where the email went, though. So I got as far as... To his lawyer. No, 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 no. Oh. I mean, <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> no. You sent her an email. You, you started by saying, like, I know you're super busy. Yeah. Um, but Casual. I would be most appreciative if, you would, if this would reach Keanu. And then I don't know what happened after that. Oh, yeah, no. I'm you super- said you talked about how you were a big fan. And he seems like a nice guy. Oh, which yeah. Which I didn't think was that bad.
1: Okay. Well... I don't know anything about him though. It's 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 weird.
0: Oh no, you read an article about him recently that you found most inspiring. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I totally forgot all these things. And he seems like a nice guy. But yeah, then so then, and then what happened after that in the email? Do you remember?
1: I don't know. You seem to remember more. I think I just I think I bragged about who was on my podcast. I'm like rock star Brian Adams, comedian Jim Jeffries, <laughs> Kevin Farley, Chris Farley's brother, you probably don't even know. <laughs> like just weird shit like that. And
0: did you did you get any kind of response? what do you think i feel like probably not or else yeah, i wouldn't no. know about it
1: I th- how long ago was this like probably a year and a half ago oh my god
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, well I, any day now yeah any, yeah i'm sure she's just busy
1: <laughs> right i'm not like, gonna run into her a hollywood party or something and then just like feel so embarrassed uh i've done it in um i've slid into people's dms recently too has it been working no none of it's worked zachary levi is busy <laughs> did he tell you that or no
0: just he's no just not reading it it's creepy. And di- now, did you want him on your podcast because of his uh, turn in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel or his yes. other many things?
1: Yes. And maybe maybe he would want to date me.
0: Oh, he is. Once we
1: podcasted together, you know, right. we formed a bond. Right. And then-
0: he is attractive.
1: I'm a I was, creep.
0: <laughs> I was not drawn to him in all his other stuff. I also but, didn't really re- uh, watch that much of it. Yeah, I watched Chuck a little bit, but I've I found him um, delightful in Marvelous Mrs. Mm-hmm. Maisel. I didn't
1: even know who he was until that, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, this guy's adorable.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about that show, though? Because I have I have mixed feelings. I think
1: I like it. Yeah, I, I think I really like it, actually. Except for the first episode of the second season, it came in out Paris. of nowhere. I'm like, why is she in Paris? What are we doing now? Yeah. It was weird. Tony, do you watch the show?
2: I do, but I've only seen, like, maybe only the first season and then maybe only that first episode of the second okay. Okay. season. Okay. The
0: second I... season got better, I thought. It, it, it took I've me only a few seen, like episodes. half of it. I, I liked it. It took me a few episodes to get back into it, but mm-hmm. then it got better. Rachel. Yes. Oh, you're from Oregon? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your childhood like?
1: Uh, so I'm from a small town called Astoria, uh, the Goonies town. Mm. It's all we have. <laughs> we have that and heroin. Those are our <laughs> two main exports. Um, uh, but then I went to high school in a smaller area called Warrington. So Astoria was like 10,000 people. Warrington was like 3,000. Um, I had a good childhood. I mean, I was a fat kid, but I didn't know I was fat. I thought I was gorgeous like Is that because your parents yeah they just gave me a lot of confidence and i think when you're from a small enough town like my high school was like you know there were no groups because there wasn't enough of us to for there to be groups mm-hmm. so there wasn't that whole like cheerleader thing or whatever so i don't know and it's just not hard to be cool in a small town plus it was funny and like i don't know so i just had an incredible amount of confidence like i didn't realize that uh i was like 200 pounds and i didn't realize like that I was maybe a little bit overweight for a 14-year-old until like someone pointed it out to me. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. I who, didn't even know. Who pointed it out? Carl like He's short though. So <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? His parents had to give him human growth hormones to grow. Um, he was, he, we were like on an eighth grade trip and he was like, why do you wear such tight shirts when you're so fat? And I was like, why are you so short, Carl? And that's, that's where, that's where it went. Mm. So, but yeah, I had a good childhood. I was happy, funny, you know, weird, very weird. Like what kind of weird? like uh Sabrina who was did that podcast with me the Keanu mm-hmm. one Like, we would, like, improvise our own um, book reports. Like, you know, some kids would just make, like, a diorama or whatever those things were. We would go into, like, full-on, like, costume and stuff. But we didn't have a plan until we went into it. And we did one on the Vietnam War. And I think we must have just seen Forrest Gump because we had those accents. And, like, (laughs) we, were like, made a picnic on the ground in front of our class and just started improvising what it was like to be in war. Just
0: weird. How small was this high school? Because this... No click thing sounds ideal except mm-hmm. for this Carl guy who I do not care for. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't <laughs> listen to this. Um, my high school had like 250 students. My graduating class was like 50 something.
0: Wow. Yeah. Is, and this is a public school? Uh-huh. Was this like the only school? There in was that- no other options. So right. That's the
1: only option. I didn't even know what private school or boarding school even really was. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have siblings? I have one sister. Yeah. She's older. She's cool.
0: What are your parents like?
1: Lovely. I have the greatest parents. They're they're still married, they're cool, they're funny. They're um mean, both my parents didn't go to college, but um my dad's just really hardworking and entrepreneurial and is pretty successful. What does he do? He owns a logging company. They replant the trees. I always feel like people are going to hate me when I say that. <laughs> they really do. Every time they cut down a tree, they replant it.
0: They throw it back. <laughs>
1: no, they put some more in the ground. Um so yeah, they're they're wonderful. Yeah, still married. Awesome. Very cool. Mm-hmm.
0: And so you went to high high school, you were, uh, you had a good high school experience.
1: Yeah. For the most part, I think. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like being in such a small town. Like I really did not want to be there, you know, but I mean, it was like obviously the only option. I wasn't Mm. really allowed to move out. Um, (laughs) but no, it was, it was good for what it was. And I guess I'm glad I had that experience and maybe not like a big, scary high school experience, but it's still like, I don't feel like my education was that great. Mm-hmm. And then but you went to college where? University of Oregon. How was that? Uh, I also just wanted, to, I wanted to move here and be in entertainment, but my parents were like, you have to go to college. So I did it as quickly as possible. I uh, graduated college in three years. Wow. With almost a 4.0. Congrats. Yeah. How, did, how I'd love to drop that in there with like a <laughs> humble brag.
0: <laughs> I thought it was weird that you brought your framed diploma with you,
1: but, <laughs> but now you know. Why. Now I get yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Um, how did you do it in three
1: years? I just took like 20 credits a term in summer school and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I I chose the easiest major. I chose the one that all the athletes took because I was like, that's definitely, you know, easy. That's what is it? Political science. Mm. Super easy. I remember nothing. I
0: wouldn't think of that as really easy, but I guess it was at your college.
1: Yeah. Well, and I just knew like you just literally knew if like if it was a chosen path by the athletes, that mean, <laughs> that meant like... Yeah, there's a reason why they're you know mentors or whatever. What are they? School guidance counselors told them to take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: At what? When did you realize you wanted to get into entertainment?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I again, I was always a funny kid, like acting on like SNL sketches and weird stuff. But like, I didn't know like that stand up could be like a job. Like, I just thought it was either like you're an actor or you're on SNL or something. And then, um, when I when I became more attractive, I was like, okay, well maybe I can move to LA and be an actress. Um, so that was like in college and that's why I really wanted to like leave like immediately. Um, and then, yeah, but then when I moved to LA and realized like being an actress is just waiting for people to, you know, even let you audition. I hated that feeling. So mm-hmm. that's when I started, well, I went to grad school for screenwriting and then I started doing standup. How was grad school? It was great. It was a grad program. So <laughs> it wasn't like, but I say grad school cause you had to have an undergraduate degree. Uh huh. But it was not like a whatever the other term is. Wait, what's the difference? Uh, I don't know. Is it is wasn't the, like the a degree you get.
0: The it wasn't or? an actual
1: master's. It was just like a certificate of sorts. I see.
0: And you yeah. brought that one too, framed.
1: I did. Yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs> I'm also a doctor. So deal. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: It was. It was good. I loved. I loved learning to write screenplays, and I knew I really liked writing comedies. And that
0: did, kinda... But did you want to be? Were you thinking you'd be? You would be excuse me, I have lost the ability to speak. Were you thinking that you would do behind the camera stuff or were you still really deep down wanting to do in front of the camera?
1: I definitely w- still really want to do it in front of the camera, but I just felt worthless without like a – it's like you, you, what, are you, what are you doing if you just say you're an actress in L.A.? Like there's, you're not really doing it mm-hmm. unless you book something, which is really hard and you have to, it takes a long time. Right. So I just wanted to have another skill – And, but obviously I still, like, I wanted to write something and then put myself in it. You know, that's still the plan.
0: You mentioned when you became attractive. Mm -hmm. What does that mean?
1: Meaning like I lost weight and I also had broken my nose seven times as a kid. Mm. True. Not, I didn't have a nose job just for fun. I've actually had my nose reset twice. (laughs) Um, so I like, I had to go through most of high school with a broken nose because my parents were like, we're not going to fix it again if you're going to keep either falling on your face or like ruining it playing sports. Like, you know, so I had a crooked nose mm-hmm. and, you know, I was overweight and, you know.
0: How did you lose it?
1: Stopped eating nachos, cookie dough and English muffins with peanut butter <laughs> after school. I was like, oh, portion control.
0: Okay. So did it come off pretty easy?
1: Uh, Yeah, because when you were eating so much mm. and then your body, then you just don't, it's like, oh, okay, that's yeah right, but I also have no metabolism, so maybe it wasn't fully my fault.
0: Well, you hear people who are like it's easy to lose weight, just stop drinking soda, but then all the people who have which of which I am am was one for a year, I was overweight mm-hmm. when I was young um and then my up and down and up and down and up and down, and then it was like down for a long time, and then I gained too much weight uh or maybe just the exact amount my body needed. I don't know when I got <laughs> pregnant both times. And so now I'm postpartum again and I just feel n- I'm not, I'm not digging this body that I'm in right now. Um, Thank you. But I am not one of those people where it's like, yeah, just stop drinking soda and it'll come off. Like I have to, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole thing for me to lose weight. Uh, yeah. My body fights me a lo- every step of the way.
1: Yeah. I don't believe that when people say that, like for I don't I think there's anything I can cut out of my diet that would make me drastically lose weight. Like I like, I go periods and times where I like I don't drink because I just don't feel like it. I gain weight. Like, <laughs> that doesn't like I've cut out. I get keto. Also gain weight on that. Mm. Could have been the amount of butter I was eating, too. But Right. Uh, yeah. Like it's it's hard. It is hard. But I literally don't have like a, I don't have a thyroid gland at all and no metabolism. So what did you get your thyroid removed? No, I my body just radiated it for some reason. I have like Hashimoto's, which causes yeah. hypothyroidism. Uh-huh. And I guess the Hashimoto's just made it go away.
0: Wow, so you must take thyroid medicine mm-hmm. then. Yeah, I do too. Do you? I just recently switched from. Uh, I wish I had like a drug chat <laughs> drop. I'm gonna need one <laughs> do of those. That, yeah, I recently Let's switched pharmaceuticals. <laughs> switched from generic
1: uh-huh. uh,
0: to the brand Synthroid.
1: Oh, I wonder because my endocrinologist
0: uh, said that like there's some sometimes a problem with malabsorption with the generic or I don't know.
1: Shoot, I need to figure out what mine is. I'll take anything I can get. Do you
0: pay for it? Because the generic is free with most insurance companies. Oh, no, I, think. I pay for
1: it. Like 30 or 40 bucks. Yeah, then
0: you probably take brand. Okay.
1: Yeah, but other people are like, too, they think like, oh, you got on thyroid medicine. You're just going to lose weight. No, it does nothing. It did not work Except that for way for maybe I'm slightly less tired.
0: Yeah, and a little bit less cold yeah. all mm-hmm. the time.
1: Isn't it the worst? Mm-hmm. I like. I didn't re- like. I know I'm a tired person, and I know it's caused by that. But it wasn't so glaringly obvious until I just just got back from uh, a stand up tour in Europe with this girl uh, Natasha Pearl Hanson, who is also like an incredible shape. Cause she works out all the time, so she's got like a ton of energy, but also just normal energy for someone my age. And it's like she we would do a show. Or even on night's off, she'd be like, well, okay, let's go. Let's go see Prague. Let's go out on the town. And I'm like, it's 10 p.m. I have to go to sleep. Unless you want me to fall asleep in this bar right now, it's time for me to go to bed. And it was just so... I'm like, oh, I'm not normal. Mm -hmm. Like, normal people could stay up till 1 and have fun.
0: Yes. I'm tired all the time, too. And I I tend to think it's the kids. My kids. Yeah. Just
1: Just just the kids kids in in general.
0: All the the neighborhood kids. kids today. It's mine. However, I've started thinking lately... Super su- Like there are people who only need four to five hours of sleep a oh, night or God, something no. insane like that. And to be super successful, do you have to be one of them? Cause I really like I If I could get ten hours a night, mm-hmm. which I don't, I would I feel like I would be so much happier.
1: Yeah. I don't That's believe a lot of sleep. I don't believe that you're gonna be people are more successful if they only get a few hours of sleep. Because first of all, your brain's not even functioning at the like a high level. Right. They say that only getting, like, that amount of sleep for two weeks is, like, not sleeping for, like, four days straight or something, like, the way it affects you. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to buy into that whole thing about <laughs> whatever. Right. <laughs> the more, yeah.
0: So, how, so, ideally, how much sleep do you get?
1: Eight. And so, I, you
0: I, go to bed at, like, 10 and get up at six?
1: Yeah, or, like, 11, seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that.
0: Tony, where are you with this whole sleep thing? I,
2: I used to sleep too much. Uh as I got older, I've become one of those people that gets up early and is going to bed earlier now and I'm 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 varying between like 6 to 8 That's generally. Yeah. yeah. And you're
0: okay on 6?
2: Yeah, I would prefer more, but it's it's uh it's turning more into regularly being more like 6. Yeah, I got yeah. like
1: 6 last night and I feel okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Were you tired before you had kids or do you think it's really cuz of afterwards?
0: I was tired before as well. Did you have the thyroid problem before? Yes. Um, I so I did IVF, mm-hmm. and when I was doing fertility stuff, they want your thyroid to be in like a, a more narrow window than what.
1: Oh yeah, because you can mess up your kids,
0: or you you have trouble getting pregnant. I yeah, think. but
1: but also if you are pregnant, because I just remember. Right. Yeah. Like, yes, because it you was have to be very yeah because my
0: right during this last pregnancy my ob didn't want to be the one handling it Mm -hmm. the thyroid aspect of it he wanted me to see an endocrinologist so that's when i started doing that but yeah so i started going on thyroid when i started doing all the fertility stuff Mm -hmm. and they put me on 50 micrograms which Mm -hmm. is not a huge dose but then it kept inching up to the point where i was on a full replacement dose Mm -hmm. 125 oh that's a lot yeah
1: probably just because you were pregnant though i don't
0: yeah, I don't really know why because I don't have Hashimoto's. Uh-huh. Um, my endocrinologist, who's attractive, by the way, oh, he's like I'm single. Gonna- <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. I'm so <laughs> He's like, I'm going to feel your neck now, and he like came up behind me and put his attractive fingers all over my neck, um, and. Uh, and it was very appropriate. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know. But he's like, oh, your thyroid is very smooth and and small. I was like, thank you. You're like, thank <laughs> you. Everyone
1: says that. I know.
0: Because if I had Hashimoto's, it would be not, not so yeah. smooth and diminutive.
1: <laughs> not so <laughs> dainty and
0: ladylike. <laughs> I did. I had a very polite thyroid. But anyway, so I don't know what was going on. But anyway, now that I'm not pregnant anymore, we're like slowly stepping down the thyroid. Mm-hmm. But when I first got on it, I did think that maybe it was making managing my weight a tiny bit easier mm-hmm. but now it's like it's not doing dick
1: yeah i want to like take double the amount but my doctor's like you can't do that you'll just lose like muscle mass and bone i was like whatever it takes <laughs> <laughs> but you're skinny <laughs> shave them off i'm fine I you're mean, skinny thank. i'm yeah whatever i'm not skinny but yes I, I try i walk like eight miles a day if i can for real it's like it makes me happy though too. Mm-hmm. It's like my thing. People thought I was crazy for like a year last year. Like literally, my friends were like, because I would Instagram the entire time with like a big red backpack on, <laughs> like a Jan Sport, because I'd bring my computer with me in case I stopped at a coffee shop yeah. and I would do some work. Gets the, then walk again, get the creative juices flowing. Um, and literally, like, my parents thought there was something wrong with me. Like My friends were like, "What is she doing? She looks homeless." Because
0: you were walking all the time.
1: Yeah, because no one walks in LA. Right. So everyone just thinks it's weird. Um, and then so I stopped doing it for a while. And now I'm like, you know what? Screw it makes me happy
0: i think it's good yeah walking is good i used to love to walk i don't love to walk in la
1: yeah but i live so i live like on the um edge basically of like west hollywood and beverly hills so Mm -hmm. i basically just walk to the beverly flats which are beautiful and safe and yeah i sort of like circle through that neighborhood
0: you mentioned on the keanu podcast that you had another job that you quit Mm -hmm. uh and that was a job that you had you you were talking about how um, it's you had like you were making money in your podcasting and and career, but mm-hmm. you still felt like you wanted a job just in case, like because you yeah. didn't know. But then you decided to quit it. What, I re- wh-
1: well, I also just really liked money, <laughs> like, <laughs> so was- I was fine with working like eighteen hours a day because I was like making good money doing right. all of it. But then I started to just lose it, like because I, I I started. Oh, I was doing I was managing people's Airbnbs. So I used to work as an assistant to this woman like 7 or 8 years ago um who worked in real or who owned a bunch of real estate and then when Airbnb started she was like I want to start renting out some of my apartments and properties and things so I stopped being her assistant and started doing that so I was basically just taking a commission on like a ton of these airbnbs but it just got to the point where like i literally would be on a show with like judd apatow or something at the comedy store and i would be about ready to go on stage and someone would call me and they'd be like my toilet's clogged and i'm like my soul is dead now i can't (laughs) like i can't handle this anymore right so
0: yeah what did managing the airbnbs
1: involve babysitting a lot of people people that don't read like check-in instructions with the Mm. code like they just never read them and so they'll call you at 2 a.m if they arrive because they have a late flight and so you're just always on call Mm -hmm. like you i never felt like i could fully enjoy anything right i'd be on vacation but my phone had to be like right there
0: and if let's say the toilet's clogged then um what would you do
1: i'd just call a maintenance man but this woman i worked for was also pretty like verbally abusive and Mm. like shoot a very difficult very difficult person to work with and so like you never really knew like this is bad hopefully she doesn't listen to this like let's say there was potentially a bed bug scare Mm. and and these are like really yeah these are like really (laughs) nice airbnbs by the way and let's say for example uh a type of person it didn't it didn't matter you could be swedish and all of a sudden she was like basically racist against swedish people Mm. was the last were the last people to stay there she'd be like you can never rent to another swedish person again like this is your fault because you rented i'm like what? And I'm like, you're also sound really racist. You're yeah. not supposed to do this and just blame weird shit on me. And yeah,
0: that sounds tough. Yeah. It's crazy that. So then you turn to your showbiz career for, because it's
1: so much easier. Yeah. It, so, so easy. There's just a trajectory that you just go on <laughs> right. a path. And yeah. Everyone makes it.
0: And everyone is sensible and reasonable. Totally. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> so do you feel better now that you're not doing that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. There was, a, so in one of the Airbnbs, I just remembered this story the other day. Um, there was a guy that wanted to stay for a month, but he didn't want to put his credit card down probably because I think he was like bringing in hookers or something and probably had a wife. It was mm-hmm. weird, but we didn't know that till later. So he wanted to pay in cash. So he wanted to meet me before a couple of days before he checked in and we met at that like Frankie's uh, like Italian place on Melrose mm-hmm. and he hands me $4,000 in cash Jeez. and this is like at 9 p.m. And then I started to panic like shit. Like if I lose any amount of this money, the woman's going to make me pay for it or whatever so then i get the brilliant idea to go to an atm now at like 10 p.m on the street Mm -hmm. and just start trying to like deposit (laughs) it that way and then it gets clogged and then someone's walking by on the street another like crazy guy per whatever probably a robber like watching me do this i'm like i'm getting robbed right now this is not a safe job terrible
0: did everything go okay with the money though? No, it,
1: it clogged in the thing. And then I had to like dispute it with the bank. Like, oh, and then I had to take like, ha- like the 2000 that didn't get clogged. It was horrible. <laughs> so when, so did you move
0: down right after your three years of three years, but the full amount of college?
1: Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Like uh, a couple months afterwards. Yeah. And uh,
0: w- what was your first thing that you did in LA?
1: Well, I moved here kind of on a lie actually. Um, as I didn't want to necessarily tell my parents that I wanted to be an, act, an entertainment actor. A comedian, Were they not whatever. supportive of that? It's not that, but it scares parents. Right. I mean, up until very recently when I started, like, you know, doing road gigs, like, you know, several times a month and making good money, my parents just didn't understand how it was possible mm-hmm. to, you know, make money. And I think it just freaks parents out. I don't know. So I came down here because I had a job interview and I'm doing air quotes there. I think it was an internship. There was no sense of urgency on if I took the job that day. Mm -hmm. But I was like, interview went great. (laughs) I start tomorrow, so I have to stay here now.
0: Mm. Was it a showbiz thing?
1: No, I feel like it was like I feel like it was like a temp job. Like I Uh really don't even remember what it was. But I was like, it's a great opportunity. And so they moved up, them and my boyfriend at the time moved all my stuff down. I was like, okay, bye guys. I'm staying here.
0: <laughs> and so your yeah. boyfriend
1: went back up? Uh, yeah, but he actually lives here now and is, became like actually a more successful actor than me quicker. So that was cool. Like, Did I know like a couple years later. Um, No, he's a good friend of mine, but yeah.
0: So you're doing, so you actually were doing the job though, or you just said you were?
1: What job? Oh, I mean, the- yeah. Oh yeah. But it wasn't. I feel like it might have even been an internship. I don't really remember. Okay. And then I got a waitressing job. It was, there was not, yeah, it was a lot, pretty sure.
0: So then how did Vanderpump happen?
1: Uh, I've just known them for 12 years. Like I was Kristen's, do you watch the show at all?
0: Yeah. So, So here's my Vanderpump story. Okay. I became very, very, very obsessed with it. The first episode I, like the first week I started watching it, for some reason I saw the episode where, who, does Sheena go with... Tom to buy a ring for Katie or something. I just know Uh, that I... There's so
1: much of it I haven't seen. I haven't even seen many episodes that I've been on. Okay. Yeah. There was something... I think it had to do with
0: Katie's engagement ring and I just remember being like... I'm Sheena and Katie seem like the same person. Every there's a lot of tan people on the show, and all of them are yelling at each other. That was what it seemed like at the beginning.
1: Are you explaining Jersey Shore?
0: <laughs> but then for, but then I kept watching, and then I got super, super into it. Mm-hmm. And then we started talking about it on the show. And then my husband at the beginning, <laughs> at the beginning he couldn't stand it, mm-hmm. but then I actually secretly recorded him on Instagram watching and laughing at it. And then Funny. he. From there, we started watching Real Housewives Mm -hmm. with Lisa on it. And then he got more into it than I did. And he was actually, I think, kind of disappointed in me that I'd stopped watching Vanderpump because he wanted someone to talk to about it.
1: And also secretly, like, watch it because you were watching it? Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, So I'm not current on a few seasons, but I did watch either four or five seasons. Okay. Yeah.
1: They're on, they just finished the seventh season.
0: Yeah. So I haven't seen the last couple seasons.
1: God, they're having a good run. They're in the eighth season right now. I mean, it's successful they're making good money, too. Yeah. But, I, yeah, so I basically just knew them. I was Kristen's first friend in L.A. We were doing modeling together. Mm. Why I was modeling at 5-5, five, five, I don't know. But it was, like, basically, like, at trade shows. We were, like, just trying on Joe's jeans for, like, whatever Neiman Marcus would come through. Whatever. And then we, um, at this same trade show, Jax was also modeling. And then Jax uh, hit on me. Then I dated him for, like, a year. It's very embarrassing. I know. And then Jax and I introduced Kristen and Sandoval, and sort of, like, the rest was history. So they've just been my friends for a long time. I didn't know that you went out with Jax. Yeah. Is that in it's the not show? It's something I'm proud of. I mean, he's a way better person now, but, like, it's
0: embarrassing. It, it The fact that you guys went out, was that...
1: Um, They've, like, show- mentioned it in... Well, in my first scene that I ever filmed, they... um. They they mention it okay yeah and my first scene I ever filmed was me doing stand up at the improv and that was right. the only way I said I wanted to I would do the show so they cast me like season three because Kristen had no more friends because <laughs> yeah you know what happened and. um and they did like an on-camera interview thing. And I wasn't even like really, I didn't really want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then when they were like, well, you have to work at the restaurant. Like we love you, but you need to work at the restaurant. And I'm like, I'm not going to say work at a restaurant if I don't. Like I'm going to keep my secret Airbnb career. <laughs> but tell everyone I'm a totally professional stand-up comedian. Right. Um, and so they're like, well, you can't do the show then. And I was like, fine. And you then can't they, do
0: the show if you don't work at Sir. Yeah.
1: And then they called me a week later and they were like, actually, we still want you and we will introduce you doing stand-up. I was like, I am in.
0: Nice. Yeah. How did they find you? Because you were friends with Kristen?
1: Um, because actually, I hadn't talked to Kristen in a little bit. Um, a mutual friend of me and one of the field producers just went to go grab a drink one night. And I was just, you know, we were all just talking and I sang like a bird and was like telling her all these stories about Jax. And then I got a call like a couple days later. Mm. Yeah.
0: Were you doing that on
1: purpose? No, it was just because we were all chatting. Like, right. I really had no interest in doing the show. Like, it, I was very hesitant even be involved because mm-hmm. I still thought I was going to be like Scarlett Johansson you know and I was like I can't do reality because <laughs> of your acting, acting career. career yeah
0: what I remember is what didn't Ariana say some shit about you
1: yes she uh that like you're
0: not a real comedian yeah right? she she just
1: said she didn't find me funny she had never seen me do stand-up mm-hmm. she just was she was just being mean she was just retaliating because Kristen and I um I was with Kristen when that whole Miami girl thing happened and it took me a long time to realize, like, why Ariana was so mean to me because I was really hurt by it. I was like, also, like, you have a reality career. You guys are making a lot of money. Stand up is, like, my dream. Like, don't use this platform that gets millions of viewers to, like, shit on me. Right. However, it totally backfired. Like, I got, like, thousands and thousands of tweets from people, like, in support. And I thought I was so funny. I, like, I like on Twitter when the episode aired, I had a show, uh, like... I think like in that week with like jeff ross and dane cook and a bunch of comedians and i was like hey ariana i wanted to invite you to my show the improv <laughs> Like, and like t- did a link to it or whatever um but uh i realized why she did it now because i i guess i was sort of involved in this whole like i was at least there when kristen did something mean to her what so, was the miami girl thing yeah, sandoval cheated on her or allegedly did and kristen like um the girl or production or someone flew this girl from miami to like confront him about it but it was like kristen's plotting to do it yes and so it yeah so anyways it took me a long time to be like why is ariana so mean and then i was like what could i have done what could oh that's what i did okay but what did what did you actually do i was there i mean i was with chris it looked like i helped do it but i was really just there at the restaurant with her like being her moral moral support right it looked like you
0: helped arrange the situation for her to to, like embarrass ariana yeah right
1: so I guess I would hate, but you
0: said that production flew her out because as yeah. a viewer, I was like, there's no way that this girl just re- is just randomly walking in and confronting him. She's got a mic on like there's yeah. people who arranged this.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess production didn't fly her in. It was like, I think the girl like came here to visit her dad or something. So she was voluntarily here, but yes, they had to mic her and then she had to walk in. Right. But production knew it was happening. It wasn't just, you know, right. random.
0: So what is the experience of shooting for that show like?
1: Um it makes like normal fun life things not fun. So there's a lot of my friends birthdays that happen in the summer and um so then we'll be filming at their birthday parties but it's like you're Your not friends really, on the show, you mean? Yeah, it's like you're not we're not really hanging out. You can't even listen to music, you know, like real it's like unlicensed like music at like a low right. level and then people are getting pulled away to go film scenes or like you want to talk about something that you don't want to say on camera and all of a sudden there's like a boom mic over your head and you're like, Ugh.
0: do yeah. you do scenes rep- over and over?
1: Um, no, no, it's actually very real. The show. That's, that's sort of what I'm asking. Yeah. 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 But I don't, I mean, I don't even film that much anymore. Right. I just sort of, I'm going to go to like Brittany and Jax's wedding, obviously. So then, so I'll be filmed there, but
0: you know, but when you were doing it, so they never do something more than once. No. Like it, it is shot totally real. Um, and live? I guess
1: sometimes they have to do pickups, but it's, it's not usually redoing a scene it's more like oh you didn't tell us that this thing happened all oh, they got like we need to catch that but it's usually stuff that really happened like mm-hmm. half the stuff the drama that happens is like you know during non-filming season because this stuff all happens all year long with that group of friends right so that's it's- why it's so real how did you become friends with all of them Chris, I was modeling with Kristen. No, no. Yes.
0: But then the rest of them, how did you?
1: Um,
0: well, so she had, she had gone out with Tom, right?
1: Yeah, Sandoval. Okay. Yeah. So then just like being uh, being around and then I became like really close with Katie. I was in Katie's wedding. Stassi and I became really close. And now we're just all sort of a really weird incestual group of friends.
0: Um, What kind of influence has being involved with that show had on your life?
1: Um. It's definitely helped me like sell tickets to comedy shows and help me get like podcast downloads and stuff like, you know, I was nervous at first and a lot of other comedians were kind of mean to me about it. They were like, oh, you're going to do a reality show or whatever. And then once they realized it sort of worked out for me and then all my friends are like real successful from it. Now they're like always asking me for favors and stuff Mm -hmm. to like try to like meet them or like whatever. And so, I mean, I don't think it's had a negative impact. And if it has like not much I can do about it now. You know, um, I think it's just, it's helped in, you know, just like the small ways of like booking shows and stuff. And right tickets,
0: right. And so you just did,
1: did you just do a three week tour mm-hmm. in Europe? Yeah. How was that? It was awesome. Really, really cool. Um, stressful, but cool. Mm-hmm. Where did you go? We did two shows in Scotland, London, Berlin, Prague, and Paris. And we kicked it off in New York. So it was like part of it.
0: What are the audiences like?
1: they actually were great it was cool to see that i mean because they were america uh, Mm english-speaking audiences um and but the comedy translated and yeah it was really fun i mean some shows i wish there was more people in the crowd but like our paris show we didn't book the venue until a week before we were already on the tour so like the audience was pretty light we didn't have time to promote but it was still Mm -hmm. a blast we performed on a boat in paris like at this like cute comedy club thingy that's on a boat that's cool. cool
0: yeah tony do you watch these reality shows
2: uh, I do not. I'm sorry. That's okay. You're I do, fired. I do have a... Oh, oh, <laughs> I have, mean, after this episode. Y- I have also... You can finish the work on this. <laughs> right. <laughs> what if I told you this? I have also performed on a boat in Paris. Really? Not comedy, but I'm a musician. Oh my God, how what cool. Was, what was the place called?
1: Hardine Sauvage. I'm okay. probably saying it wrong because I don't know how to do things like that. That's what really was,
2: strange. Yeah. Though, Doesn't bit. it
0: seem like it's gotta be the same boat?
2: I know. That's why I had to ask. I know, yeah. but I
1: feel like they have like... I feel like they have a lot of those sort of like dinner cruise boats and things like that. There. So did,
2: your, did the boat actually go? No, 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 go? no. Okay, yeah. It was just did yeah. yeah
1: I wonder, what would you, what was the name of yours?
2: Batofar, which hmm. apparently just means boat. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Are you still a musician, like touring?
2: Uh, I don't tour as regularly as I used to, but occasionally, mm. yeah.
1: Yeah, fun.
0: There's,
1: There's cool. still some touring.
0: Yeah. You just recently toured. Where'd you go?
2: Uh, the most recent one I did was just a West Coast tour.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. But then before that, <laughs> I'm your publicist. Yeah. But then before that, he did Brooklyn. And I think it was a sold out show, was it not? Oh. Yes. Just
2: that just was the Don't Stop Her Will Die. What's one? the name it of was. the band? Uh, well, that tour, that tour that she's referring to was with uh, Don't Stop Her Will Die. Oh, cool. Which is a comedy thing.
0: But he so. was in Motion City Soundtrack. Is that?
2: That is correct. Right? Yes.
0: But the Twitter name for that band is different.
2: Yeah, because that name's too long. I see. It's Motion City Music on Twitter. Okay, yeah, Yeah.
0: because I always, whenever I say the name, I think that I'm saying the wrong one. Mm.
1: I like the name.
2: Thank
0: you.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. It's not an embarrassing name to say. You can keep using it now that I've (laughs) given you that stamp of
0: approval. Now that we
2: don't exist anymore, we can use it.
1: Yeah, Dang. That's cool. So, be here for a while. How did that start? Um... i mean every comedian has a podcast (laughs) but i had been a guest on stassi who's on the show i've been on guest on hers a bunch and i was like oh this seems fun and easy and so i just started it yeah i mean there's not a crazy story to Mm -hmm.
0: it and then when did you start um co-hosting the storytelling one?
1: Uh, that was like in december it's really new uh and that one's with westwood one and it's cool we had like we actually go to a studio for that one and we have a producer and all that um but I feel like, like that one's not growing as quickly mm-hmm. as mine did because it's just like everyone has a... Like Trader Joe's has a podcast. I just they found do? that out. Yes, I just went to go buy groceries and there's a big sign out that was like, listen to our podcast. And the, today's episode is about flowers and plants. I was like, who's going to listen to that? I think it's I actually popular I know. Too. I, I made a joke about it on <laughs> yeah. my Instagram when someone wrote me and they were like, it's actually a really good podcast. I love <laughs> it. They have so many tips. I'm like, ugh, whatever.
0: <laughs> is it just, so it's just like an earnest Trader Joe's giving you tips on stuff podcast. Cause what I would like to know, and I'm sure this exists out there too. In fact, I think I've even read a story about it. I would like to know sort of what it is like to work at Trader Joe's and how much, are they told, whatever you do, make sure to chat up the customers? Because I like... You can't check out of Trader Joe's without someone asking you about like, oh, I see you're buying dog treats. What kind of dog do you have?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do have a full-on conversation yeah. with you.
0: Oh, which, buttermilk. What are you going to make? Which is I, I usually know. not
1: my favorite thing. No,
0: me neither. I don't like it.
1: Which makes me feel like a horrible person because they're just being nice. But I'm like, why are you talking but,
0: to me? But see, I don't think they're just
1: you think there's <laughs> my hot
0: take i don't think they're just being nice i think that it's part of the job yeah because to go back to the dog thing oh dog treats what kind of dog do you have a cavalier oh i've never heard of that kind of dog is what what kind of dog is that is it gray I was like you are on this is that's a real conversation that happened you are on autopilot also are they like pumping oxygen into there <laughs> so they're just like awake? <laughs> right because she was just like words coming out of my mouth in a question form about a dog gray ah it was very. It was too much for me. I Look how to personable like, I'd be. Yes, asking random questions. Yeah. At ease. I don't need this. Um, but I will be listening to that podcast.
1: Yeah, I might have to give it a try since I made fun of it. But whatever.
0: Speaking of potentially getting tired on the job, this is a terrible segue. But I want to tell you about. By
1: the way, I don't even.
0: I don't know that I'm... Much like I don't think those employees are trying with their conversations, I feel like I'm not trying with my segues anymore. I'm just mm. tossing... Don't They're be just,
1: a Trader Joe's employee. I
0: don't... I Turn it around. Okay. <laughs> I need to tell you guys about ritual vitamins. Rachel, have you heard of these?
1: I actually took some this morning. You did? For real. They're really cute, the little packaging. I always
0: say that. Not only are they ideal v- for all the vitamin reasons, which I'll get into, but aesthetically... If you care about the aesthetics of your vitamins, and you should, they're so cute. They're they have a um, patented beadlet in oil formulation, so they're these little pills, and they have like beadlets in oil, and they're just they're like they're objects like of gold. art. They're so yes. cute, and uh, and they are uh, mint flavored, so you don't taste vitamins afterwards, and they're easy on your stomach. Uh, and uh, look, we all want to do the right thing to keep our Bodies healthy in the long run. Rituals Essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough of from from food, all in their clean, absorbable forms, no shady additives or ingredients that can do more harm to your body than good. Two easy-to-take capsules provide nine nutrients you need to support a strong foundation for your health. Ritual Essential for Women is the multivitamin reimagined. Because, There are specific vitamins that women should be getting. And if you just take a store-bought multivitamin, you might not be getting it. And then you do the thing, which I have done at various times in my life, where I'm taking like six different pills at night. And then you're getting a lot of stuff you actually don't need. Get rid of all that madness and just get Ritual. From D3 to Omega-3, Ritual's essential for women helps fill gaps in women's diet. Their no-nausea capsule design is gentle on an easy stomach. And as I mentioned, there's a mint tab in every bottle to keep things fresh so you don't get that fishy aftertaste common with most Omega-3s. And also, they're vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free. Uh, and their sources, so where each aspect, each ingredient in the vitamin is from, uh, are out there for the whole world to see. Tons of transparency. Better health doesn't happen overnight. And right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash Rosen to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash Rosen. Okay. So uh, on this podcast, I take questions from listeners. And uh, if you're one of my Patreon subscribers, and if you want to be one, go to patreon.com slash Rosen. You can get your questions in ahead of everyone else and all other things on Patreon, bonus episodes, behind the scenes, content, live stream, all sorts of fun stuff, patreon.com slash Rosen. And we have a song. Send them
2: in their wonder and how you have been. So thanks so much for answering these questions from
0: our fans Okay. Sarah Ellis says, uh, I see that she went to Jax's dad's funeral and I think that was pretty sweet, but also probably super weird. Like several of his exes went. I couldn't imagine any of my exes going to a funeral for a close family member of mine. How does such an awful person keep women he was crappy to around like that?
1: Um, good question. And, uh, I actually made it even more awkward than the scenario she is describing. So I will tell you that. Um, how does he keep, uh, uh, you know, once he started dating Britney, like Britney's is our friend. And so it's, you know, if she's going to be with him, he's our friend. And truth be told, he since his dad died and since his dad got sick, he really. He really is a different person, which mm. is really surprising, like he really has turned a corner and become like a good friend to, uh, and maybe not as much right then. Um, but, but even it's been like over a year now, um, even more so now. And I think partially too, it was like, we'd all met his dad at one point and we are all a close group of friends and, um, like my dad, my dad has had cancer my entire life, but, uh, he's just awesome and you can't kill him, I guess. <laughs> what kind of cancer? Uh, it's a very rare form of cancer called Waldenstrom's disease that most mm-hmm. men get in their like sixties or seventies, but he got it at like 39. And so it's, it it, it mimics the symptoms of, um, like ALS. So he mm-hmm. literally went oh, from God. looking 39 to basically dead, like, mm-hmm. and they, cause they told him he had ALS cause it's so rare. They were like, I, th- they didn't know what it was. Right. And so they just figured it was ALS. And they were like, you have six months to live. My Jeez. mom was like, nope, I don't believe it. And took him to tons of doctors. And then one doctor was like, you're right. It's not that. And it's a rare form of cancer. And he's not going to die. Did Anyways, he have to do chemo? Yeah, he gets chemo twice a year. But mm-hmm. he's fine. You wouldn't even know, honestly. I mean, he's like like in pain a lot. But like none of us would know.
0: Was that hard for you? When you th- I mean, that must have been hard for you to think that you only have six months left with him. Oh, yeah.
1: I was a little kid. Uh, yeah. Oddly enough, I handled it. Much better as a child than I do now. Thinking back about mm. it, like I could cry thinking about like just being a little kid and him being like, "I'm probably going to die soon, and oh I want to be married near or married buried nearby <laughs> so I can stop in and visit you guys." Like this whole conversation uh, we had when I was like 12, geez. but I was like, "All right, cool, yeah, let's." I guess this is what we do now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I handled it well. But he's fine now. But so, I, sorry,
0: when did you learn that it wasn't ALS? Like, how? What was the time frame?
1: Probably, gosh, I, it's hard. To, It's hard to know because he got really sick really fast. It seemed like, Mm. well, and actually, we didn't. My sister and I didn't know that they had misdiagnosed him with ALS until after the fact. Mm -hmm. But he he had just he knew. They hid that from us, but it was very clear that he was very sick. And that was just one conversation that I had had with him. Oh wait, you didn't. We didn't know that's what it was. You didn't I, know it was ALS. Mm-mm. I see. Like they tried to tell us it was carpal tunnel syndrome at first, at a certain point, because his hands got all weird. We were like, mm, he's in a wheelchair, basically. Like, no. Right. Um, probably like six months to a year, but okay. but again, we didn't know that that was a diagnosis until after the fact. I see. But I, for but whatever, he had, he had but for whatever reason, he... that was still a conversation I had with him. He must have just been confiding in me and and known, but not telling me exactly what was going on. Right. I think he's like he didn't. We we're, weren't dumb. I mean, it was pretty obvious something was going on i mean he was getting like blood transfusions in our home like nurses were having to come because he couldn't go to a hospital like it's pretty clear but um so anyways for Jax's dad i uh i I just thought like man what if what if it was me and i would want to know how much people loved my dad or just at least wanted to like honor him so it was actually kind of my idea to go like we had all sort of talked about like should we and i was like we have to Mm -hmm. so we did um and then the awkward part is um I gave a speech. <laughs> I have like no social cues. I was like uh I think it was like just this weird codependency thing where I thought no one was speaking. So like this guy went it was like the the receptiony thing and this um guy was like okay now we'll open the floor for people to say like their memories. I met his dad once. I didn't know him at all. And no one stood up to say anything and I was like oh my no one's gonna say anything i gotta start this shit off <laughs> like i'm a comedian at least i know how to handle a microphone yeah so i got up and i gave us it was very short but like stassi tells it later where she like started to watch me walk towards the like stage <laughs> and she was like what is she doing what is she doing what is she doing i was like having an out-of-body experience it was so weird i mean i'm sure they appreciated yeah. it but like no but also what why is his ex-girlfriend from 11 years ago starting off the speech thing so weird
0: still though yeah i think that's i there's it sounds like you have there's a, a bit of altruism in you
1: yeah i don't that, know what
0: that word means <laughs> oh like um <laughs> selflessness oh yeah that you're like i'm gonna help everyone by yeah. potentially embarrassing it's probably myself a bad
1: trait but uh, yeah no it's not yeah
0: um and so then did the speeches start yeah then more that? people
1: started so i See? did i broke the yeah, ice yeah oh, i'm that's like better, a hype man
2: that's better than like the other way where i feel like sometimes at weddings where like it goes on for too long and people keep going you're like that person just crushed why are you even (laughs) yeah you're like aunt debbie let it go let it
0: go (laughs) um so for people who don't watch the show tony (laughs) just kidding um can you explain what Jax was like
1: i mean he, I mean, just a horrible person. Like
0: he was like a villain on the show. Yeah, but the villain that you like love to hate, kind of as a yeah. viewer.
1: Yeah, I'm not, a yeah. womanizer, yeah.
0: a liar. Yeah,
1: very like cheater, a partier, all that kind of thing. Um, kind of
0: you wonder is, sociopathic is he attached. a sociopath?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, he you can joke about this with him, so he like doesn't care. But maybe, maybe a touch of it. But then again, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have changed and become. I I really feel like he's a better person. Mm-hmm. I think he just. I think he's always had a lying problem. Like, he he did my podcast recently. And we were joking about it. Like, the lies he would make up. Like, I didn't know... Like, he told me he went to college and got an advertising degree. And when he was kind of going through a hard time when we were dating, I said to his mom, he, like, he'd just gotten a DUI or something. And I was like, well, at least he went to college. You know, and she goes, my son never went to college. I was like, oh. okay. Like, so many random things. Like, he... He used to tell people, and I forgot that he did this at parties, Hollywood parties, that he invented Taylor urinal cakes. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like, it's like, in Romy Michelle's, like, I invented post-its. It's it's just weird enough that you're like, maybe he did. (laughs) right. And Taylor's not even his real last name. His name is Jason Couchy. (laughs) It's not even his name. So weird. What was he like when you went out with him? Uh, a model that partied a lot and cheated and, you know, lied, things like that. Did you know he was cheating on you? Um i had a feeling but i didn't break up with him until i could catch him and then i broke up with him and never spoke to him again for uh, you know years and years and years how'd you catch him um sh- we were at a call back for a lexus commercial and it was me and him and this other girl who i know they had just done a modeling to get job together like out of town and they like weren't speaking it was super awkward i was like something's up here and uh i think it was like myspace and then i like looked at like some myspace messages between them and she was like that was so weird with your girlfriend there i can't believe that happened or whatever then i wrote back and i was like this is me and whatever and got her to admit to it and then was like i should give you a couple hundred dollars for getting me out of that relationship but yeah i didn't Are you never, super into him no i was just gonna say i never really liked him that much mm. uh like dating a male model is not my type at all but he drove a truck and i was like maybe he's not so douchey i don't know that was stupid i was 20 21 um but i felt really bad for him and it sca- it like it scared me because i my college boyfriend um had just passed away from uh probably shouldn't well no i'm dead didn't say his name an overdose
0: mm.
1: and i didn't even know he did drugs and i didn't know anything about drugs but i figured like when people are partying like this isn't good and so So that he passed away while I was dating Jax, and then I just got this really, like, weird feeling of, like, I must protect him, Jax, now in case Mm -hmm. he's, you know, going to go down that path. And, like, I don't know, just the the whole saving complex thing. I was going to save him or something like an idiot. (laughs) Is that
0: a pattern with you?
1: No, not anymore. It was when I was younger, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure.
0: Where do you think that comes from?
1: Mm, Being someone that doesn't – I don't need a lot as a person, so I feel like I can give a lot. Mm now that i'm older i'm like i would like to accept a lot more right yeah that's that's a pattern that's got to change and it has for sure
0: what did your uh what kind of overdose uh i don't want to say you don't want to say yeah okay
1: but it you how how long i'm very had... close with his, his family and stuff still
0: how long had you been broken up with him
1: uh, a couple years so yeah but like i still went home to the funeral and stuff and like i'm still close with like his family yeah, yeah.
0: and so then you tried to save jacks how did that go
1: not great you know but well i mean i broke up with him because i found out he cheated on me but yeah so yeah obviously not great but i just i felt yeah i there's a there's a thing about him where like you've kind of feel like oh you're troubled maybe and maybe it's not you know maybe you're just going through a hard time Mm -hmm. or something that's what we all think it's so dumb yeah
0: i mean i think but i think that there are a lot of guys where it's like there's something about them that is vulnerable and mm. but also charming, and they want to be better, but they can't help themselves. And mm-hmm. like, women get totally wrapped up in that. I wouldn't fall for that at all now.
1: It's just like I'm too old now, and it's like you know, those stories never work out.
0: So, you dated him 11 years ago, mm-hmm. 12,
1: 12 or 11. I don't know.
0: Kristen, did she go out with him or just sleep with him? Just sleep with him, and that was after you had
1: yes. How that was you- even after Stassi or sort of at the tail end of him and Stassi. Right.
0: How did you feel about about her sleeping with him since that he was your ex?
1: I didn't care. I don't care about that kind of thing at all. Like, I would set up a friend with an ex-boyfriend. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care. And, then- and and I don't... Honestly, like, when I say I didn't really like him that much, it wasn't like the... You know, it was just sort of like, oh, that was a bad decision. Were you friends with Stassi when he was going out with Stassi? Mm-mm. I didn't meet her until afterwards. But I did run into her at the abbey while they were dating and i waltz right up to her when i'd have, after i'd had a few drinks and i was like i'm gonna tell you something that i wish someone would have told me he's not a good guy run mm. away and she was like she looked terrified of me and i was like i'm just trying to you know let yeah. she started like crying and i was like okay too far but yeah
0: do you uh but he, do you regret that you did that
1: no not at all was that on the cameras? No, no, no. this is way before the show. Oh. It's just more like I could like I'd probably like recognize her from like Facebook or something and Right. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: always wonder like what is the right thing to do if you know that someone's bad news? Because if I I do think warning another woman is good and mm-hmm. I but I think other women never listen to that.
1: Yeah, so it probably just made me look crazy. And I think at the time she was like this girl's probably crazy, but she said, "Well, we've obviously we're like best friends now and we've talked about it since she's like I wanted to believe you were crazy, but I knew in my gut you were right. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. But that's what people do in their early 20s. It's dumb. Uh, I think we have
0: more questions. Okay. Whitney C. would like to know, what's the story of the time
1: you laughed the hardest in your life? Story of the time I laughed the hardest? That's an interesting question. Um, Jeez. It would probably have to be like literally any scenario with my friend Sabrina, the girl I was on the... Did the keanu podcast with i can't think of anything specific but like you know you just have one of those funny friends where like you can then just riff and everything just builds and mm-hmm. becomes like hilarious so it i can't think of anything specific but it'd have to be any of the thousands of times we've like been hysterically laughing right. god that's so fun don't you love when you do that with people yes it's <laughs> great yes
0: Alyssa van dyke what is the most recent screen grab photo on your phone
1: i think the food i was just eating i was I had a full like sushi lunch before i came here oh, i guess that's not a screen grab that was just a photo do i need to look i'll look yeah these are really creative questions um what is my most recent screen grab uh your wikipedia page <laughs> literally well there you go allison's wikipedia page <laughs> I don't love the picture that that whoever put
0: that page together selected. I like it. Thank you. I don't love it. Uh, okay. And Alyssa would also like to know, what's your most recent life win?
1: Mm, most Probably doing a European tour, getting to travel and do what I love for a living. That was pretty awesome. Uh, okay. Now, the
0: following questions are from Twitter. Uh, Erica Martinez, what are her thoughts on Bo and Stoss I don't know. There's like a bunch of questions. Um, I'm just going to, you know, I'll just do them one by one. What are her thoughts on Bo and Stassi?
1: I think they're wonderful together. I think it's, I've never seen her happier and I think they really balance each other out well and he's fun and it's really cool.
0: Does she have her own Beau? Me? No. Mm-mm. now see the b is capitalized there and i don't know if she's saying do you like do you have a boyfriend or do you have your own version of Bo?"
1: i think because people people will say like it's like, become a thing where they're like i want to find my beau like because he, he's like so devoted mm. and loving to her
0: uh did she quit her airbnb gig we know you did yes. did she also go in the on the girls trip
1: to paris i we we only overlapped by like a day so we didn't even all end up seeing each other because it was like the tail end of natasha and i's trip I mean, I was there for a totally different reason. So, uh what are her thoughts on Jackson Brittany? I think they're gonna make it. Yeah, happy for them.
0: And Chris, Kristen, and Carter drama. Did she see the signs or hear the tales too? I see. I'm oh, not yeah, up to I date. Know, on, I mean, I know everything about it. Um, what it, can you fill me in? Because uh, when I was watching, they were still going out.
1: Um, I just you know, I don't even know what's aired on the show, so I don't want to say too much. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, like not holding up his end of the bargain financially and like they would really bicker and stuff. I mean, they're still friends and they might get back together one day. But um, yeah, I mean, it was going on for a while.
0: This is an Allison Rosen question. What's Lisa like? I don't Do you like know her.
1: her? She's not very nice. <laughs> really? She literally pretends like she has never met me every single time I see her. She's met me like 20 times. It's to the point where like I don't even bother. Like I won't even go up and say hi or introduce because I'm like, I'm, I can't do this again really I can't
0: (laughs) but also you'd think that she would know you because you're on isn't she a producer of the show she
1: she does know me my headshot was somewhere on some board that like originally like you know five years ago and now she's also met me a million I had a long conversation with her and Ken at Katie's wedding she knows exactly who I am but just you know I can't offer her anything I'm not you know I don't uh, value to her she just she seems very calculating just not very warm like I don't know what are Katie and Sheena like? Uh, great. I mean, I'm friends with both of them. Yeah. Katie and Tom just bought a really nice house like around here. They all they all bought houses so we all lived in the same area in West Hollywood for years and now they all just bought houses within like a few blocks of each other in Studio City. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or North it, Hollywood? I don't know.
0: At the beginning they weren't making that much money, right? And then it just uh, sort of escalated. Like
1: the second season, I remember Stassi or Chris, I forget, telling me it was the most broke they'd ever been because mm-hmm. they only got paid like 20 grand, but they also weren't working shifts at the restaurant because they were filming a lot. And so they were just like, yeah, really struggling. But now they're making a ton of money. and Then they have, you know, do club appearances mm-hmm. or they have, you know, book deals or vodka lines or, you know, stuff like that. Right.
0: Rachel O'Brien it was so nice having you on the show thanks for having me this was fun I like how you're willing to just be like yeah I don't like Lisa yeah well I mean <laughs> she's not nice to me I don't know what do you think of James I mean he's that kid's got problems
1: yeah I was never a big oh wait what about Lala I love Lala she's great yeah she's really sweet really sweet what about Rand I like him a lot I only hung out with him once in Nashville for Kristen's birthday but I was very pleasantly surprised. I was like, he's kind of awesome. Hmm. And I get I get them together. When you see them together, you're like, oh, they, yeah, they they go well. I think I'm going to have to get back into the show. You should. I mean, it doesn't really benefit
0: me, but you should. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you, so you're not on it. How come you haven't been on it lately?
1: Um, well, I was gone most of the summer last summer, and they filmed during the summer. Uh, and it's just sort of like, eh, I'm just not, you know, not it's really not involved. And their cast is so big that they have to cover like james and raquel and like you know uh, billy lee now and all these people that like no one cares about my random funny comments like the producers find it funny like there's a lot of them that are like oh, i really like when you film and we want to keep your stuff in but like they keep cutting it out because it's i don't have anything dramatic to say i just have like you know random side comments that are funny but right. not useful for a reality show so when they're doing their is it called a
0: confessional testimonial yeah. What's it
1: called? talking head? What is when you when they
0: talk to the camera
1: I feel like when they tell me they're going to... They're like, oh, I have to go to Burbank for interviews. I think they say interviews. Okay. But yeah.
0: Because oftentimes... Back when I used to watch, oftentimes they would have like a line where you're just like, damn, it's so snappy. Mm-hmm. And when I would watch, I would think there's
1: no way they... like That's written for them. Sometimes I think they come up with them. And then sometimes uh, like I think the producers come up with it. I think they film them a couple of times where okay. they try out different takes and stuff. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because but the producers will feed them some. Yeah. Right. Because they're all...
0: Oftentimes, it's like, that is so extreme. That's that's too clever. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, was fun. <laughs> uh, tell everyone where they can find you, plug whatever you'd like to plug, et cetera.
1: Okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rachel N. O'Brien. It reads like Rachel O'Brien, no even though it's just my middle initial. Uh, and Rachel is spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And then my comedy dates are always on my Instagram uh, or my website, Rachel O'Brien Comedy. And yeah, I feel like this comes out Monday, but mm-hmm. no one cares about my Wichita, Kansas State this weekend. Never mind. i going to tell them to Unless come Unless the they show. already
0: went, in which case they had the best time. Hopefully, yeah. The best time. Uh, I have another podcast, Childish, with Greg Fitzsimmons. Check that out. Uh, I'm at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. Go to alisonrosen.com for t-shirts, ringtones, info about, or where you can, you can just click right there to buy my book, um, patreon.com slash Rosen. If you like what you're hearing, leave a review, download, tell your friends, subscribe, do all the things you do with podcasts. Tony, where might we find you?
2: I'm at Tony Thaxton on Twitter and Instagram, and I got nothing going on right now.
0: I love That's that. That's not true. <laughs> that works out so well for me. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison
2: and show? Best friend